When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to The Reinvention Project with Jim Rome Podcast. Welcome to episode 29 of The Reinvention Project with Jim Rome. I hope you're having an amazing week and that if you are on this journey with me, you're getting better and sharper every single day and that you continue to stack those wins and days and weeks. Now, once again, the reason I've taken this on, obviously, I want to reinvent myself. Completely, mentally, physically, and emotionally, and while I am not there yet, I am definitely better than I was when I embarked on this journey several months ago. The other reason that I decided to take this on is I wanted to try new things. I want to shake up my routine. I want to meet new people and gather new ideas and strategies. I wanted to talk to folks who live in this space and who study the science of improvement and reinvention. And my guest today, Drew Hanlon, fits that to a T. Drew is arguably the nation's top NBA skills trainer, but he is so much more than that. And since he truly made his mark working with some of the best basketball players in the world, there are going to be some basketball references in this app, but it's not a basketball or sports conversation. Frankly, I'm not sure I've ever seen or heard any 32-year-old who sounds like or shows up like Drew Hanlon. This is an extremely rare person in what he teaches and how he lives his life. As an example, Ben Newman, a recent guest on this pod, is one of the world's top performance coaches, and he told me that he himself has two of his own personal coaches, and one of them is Drew Hanlon. Think about that for a moment. Ben Newman has one of the top motivational and inspirational podcasts there is anywhere. He has an enormous social media following, and he coaches up some of the top individuals and teams and companies in the world, and he considers Drew Hanlon his coach. Now, I'd say that blows my mind, but because I know Drew, it really doesn't. He is that impressive. He is that unique. And once you hear this conversation, I know you're going to come away from it saying the exact same thing. It's episode 29 of The Reinvention Project with guest Drew Hanlon. It's brilliant, and it's coming at you right now. So, Drew, among many other things, you are arguably the top NBA skills trainer in the world, so I know how busy you are once the NBA season gets underway. So, right off the very top, let me tell you how much I appreciate you making time for this pod, and I appreciate you, how you live in Drew, and exactly where are you and who are you working with right now? Yeah, no doubt. No, it's uh, it's definitely a busy time of year just because everybody's trying to uh, fine-tune everything. You know, they've uh, you know, added things to their game over the summer, and so now they're trying to implement those things at the start of the season and, and get adjusted to their new teammates and new teams. So um, I'm actually up in Boston right now with Jason Tatum. They play against Brad Beal tonight, so two of my, you know, St. Louis boys. I had to come uh, check them out, and then um, from here I'll actually go down to D.C. They play each other again on Saturday. So uh, spending time with these two guys this week, and then I'll I'll head off to Philadelphia next week to see Joel Embiid and, uh, just continue the kind of circle where I, you know, I bounce around from client to client and 
catch as many of them as I can um, and, and be there for them whenever they need me throughout the year. All right, so you mentioned a couple of my St. Louis guys, Drew. I want to say that the beauty of this conversation and this podcast is you and I both live and work in the sports space, but not exclusively. So I'm pumped to talk to you today about things that are not basketball related, but you mentioned my St. Louis guys. Again, I've got to reset this. There's something weird about St. Louis. There's like this St. Louis mafia. What is it? How are all of you guys concentrated in St. Louis? It's you it's Ben Newman it's Andy Frisella it's Jason Selk never mind like the the basketball guys how is it that all these minds are concentrated in that area what is in the water in St. Louis <laughs> I, to be honest with you I, I think it's uh I think it's just good that a lot of us have been able to push and encourage each other you know I know that uh you know Ben Newman's a close friend of mine and uh you know a conversation that we had in a hotel lobby ended up turning into him having a a podcast that now has, you know, hundreds of thousands of downloads to the burn. And, um, you know, I know that, uh, you know, all of us just constantly push and challenge each other. And it's, it's awesome that we're all friends. Jason Selk was actually, uh, you know, he was my high school's performance coach back in the day. So, uh, you know, I'll, I'll age him a little bit, age myself a little bit as well. But back in 2008, um, you know, he was, he, he was brought in and, and worked with my high school basketball team. So, um, you know, it's just a lot of people, you know, iron sharpens iron. I think we all just challenge, encourage each other and, and bounce ideas off each other to help each other grow. Hey, listen, I've got immense respect for all of these guys. Both these guys have been on this pod and Ben had me on his pod a week or two ago. That was a great experience. What about Frisella? Do you connect with him? Do you work with him at all? He, that, that is a tough minded guy right there. No, I have not connected with him. Ben has been uh, been trying to get me, uh, you know, to do something with him when I've been in St. Louis. I just, I don't spend much time back home, but uh, you know, I, I've, from afar, I've, I've always uh, appreciated all the kind of messages that he's put out in the real world. I think there's not enough people that uh, that keep it 100, and I think that uh, you know he emphasizes that more than anyone as far as just uh, no excuses. Uh, you know, you you have choices to make, and um, you know I think that that's something that I believe and pound home to to my basketball clients and my business clients as well. That's it. He does keep it 100 and to that point, so now that we've covered the St. Louis aspect of this thing, one of the things that you do teach your basketball clients and your business clients is to reverse engineer their way to their desired outcomes or even reverse engineer their dream life. Exactly what does that mean and how does that work? Yeah, so it's honestly something that started in the in the basketball world, and then I transitioned it to the business world. You know, in the basketball world, um, a lot of times my clients will say, hey, I want to add this to my game, and uh, we'll say, okay, if that's what you want to add, the first thing we'll do is we'll kind of look at, um, you know, players that have done that in the past. We will study and steal, you know, from film, and then after that we'll build it back up. And, um, you know, I, it was working so well in the basketball world. I said, you know what, let's try it in the business world. And so same exact thing. A lot of times we start with the end in mind. Um, and I use the GPS analogy. You know, when you're, when you're hopping a car, first thing you do is you say, here's the address. This is where I want to get to. And your GPS kind of, you know, uh, calculates the most efficient and effective way to get you there. Well, that's exactly what we're doing in the business world as well. You know, companies or, or individuals will say, this is where I want to get to. I want to get to X amount of sales. I want to get to X amount of growth. I want to get to X amount of markets. And we'll say, okay, now let's reverse engineer and let's kind of build the roadmap uh, that'll get us there in the, in the most efficient and effective way possible. And uh, then it's my job as, you know, kind of a, a, you know accountability coach, if you will, uh, to make sure that if they get off the path, to reroute them back onto the path so that, again, we eventually get to the end desired uh, that, you know, the, the desired ending or even get beyond it, you know, and that's what we've seen with a lot of my NBA clients 
you know, Bradley Beal was a guy I started working with when he was 13 years old. And uh, in our wildest dreams, we didn't think that he was going to have back-to-back 30-point NBA seasons, um, but he's done it. And so, you know, that's, that's, again, a result of his hard work, but it's also um, a, a byproduct of all the strategic work that we've put in over the years of making sure that we, you know, strategically add to his game one thing at a time. And in the business world, I think that's where a lot of businesses go south is uh, they focus on a lot of things and don't improve much in each one of those topics instead of really honing in on one thing that you can – uh, you know, can really push and drive sales and, and uh, change your business for the better. I think that's an amazing analogy, what you just said about Bradley Beal, that you started working with him when he was 13, and now look at him, he's an NBA star. Hey, listen, life is hard. Life is really hard. That said, you do not want to let the stress of daily living weigh on your body. So whether you're an elite athlete or somebody like me, just trying to make it through the day tension-free, Theragun can help out. Such an amazing product. Theragun is the handheld percussive therapy device that releases your deepest muscle tension using a scientifically calibrated combo of depth, speed, and power, and it's as quiet as an electric toothbrush. The technology for the Gen 4 Theragun is amazing. Like, it doesn't just feel good. It gets to the source of the pain by releasing tension using Theragun's signature percussive therapy, which goes 60% deeper than vibration alone. Again, I have never seen or used a product quite like this. So whether you want to treat your muscle tension from working out or you have an injury or maybe just you want to address the stresses of everyday life, there simply is no substitute for the Theragun Gen 4. I use mine every single day for the reasons I just mentioned. Not only that, Theragun is trusted by 250 professional sports teams like Real Madrid and elite athletes like Paul George, DeAndre Hopkins, Maria Sharapova, and then hundreds of thousands of customers like me. So what you should do is try Theragun for 30 days, starting at only $199. Go to therabody.com slash reinvention. That's therabody.com slash reinvention. And get your Gen 4 Theragun today. Therabody.com slash reinvention. Therabody.com slash reinvention. I wonder, Drew, like, can I give you my kid who's now 17 and can we reverse engineer his desired outcome or dream life? I mean, like, would it work for somebody like that? It does. I mean, it, it obviously depends on a lot of things. Like, I always tell people, um, you know, I was one of those guys. I worked extremely hard on my basketball game and that did not uh, lead me to, you know, becoming an NBA player. Uh, what it did lead me to is becoming an NBA skills coach and, and somebody that is used you know, the discipline that I learned from that and the hard work and the smart work that I learned from that and, and put that in practice, um, you know, in the business world as well. And so I think that, um, you know, sometimes we don't necessarily know exactly where we want to get to and we might have an indesire uh, that, that maybe isn't, it isn't best fit for us. Um, you know, there's a lot of people in the world that say, you know, oh, I, I, I want more money. And if you give them more money, it doesn't cure their, you know, uh, you know their struggles that they're having internal. And so I think, you know, part of being a, a business coach is not only uh, taking them exactly where they want to go, but really identifying where they need to go. You know, one of the things that, that my grandma always preached to me was, you know, you're never going to have everything that you want, but you're always going to have more than you need. And that's a great perspective for people to have. But I think that the, the real byproduct of that is I think a lot of times people don't know what they want or what they need. And so, you know, that's one of the big things that reverse engineering is all about, too, is really asking the hard questions on, is that what you really want? Is that what you really need? And then eventually, 
you know, you'll finally kind of break down, um, you know, everything into a science where you can build it up in a way that uh, really does get them to where they want to be, whether that's internally or externally, um, which are both important. All right. So there's so many really, really good things in what you just said that I could break down and I want to respond to. But that part about what your grandmother said, that it's what you have, not what you need. For instance, like, do folks spend too much time thinking about what they do not have as opposed to what they do have? And then how damaging is it to get caught up in that comparison game? Well, I mean, I I really do believe that uh, the gap between uh, kind of what you want and what you have is like an unhappiness gap. And I think that most people think that shrinking it externally is really going to lead to inner peace, when the truth is it's about appreciating everything that you do have while still striving for more. Um, But, you know, that there there shouldn't be a gap between kind of what you have and what you need. And I think that, uh, you know, there's so many stories about this. Um, you know, and there's so much science behind it, you know, that once you get above $70,000 salary that, you know, every dollar that you make really adds nothing to your happiness. And, um, basically once we, once we have, uh, you know, enough to live a comfortable life, then everything else is just extra. It doesn't really, uh, you know, it might change our house. It might change our car. It might change the way we live, but it doesn't change, um, you know, our, our level of satisfaction in our life. And so, you know, I try to preach that all the time. You know, I have, I have clients in the business world that are billionaires and, you know, my basketball clients have, have a combined $2.5 billion of contracts. So there's a lot of money to be thrown around. But I've also helped a lot of them, both in the basketball world and the business world, um, go through the same struggles that everybody else has. You know, there's a lot of, um, you know, life things that, that come up. And so, uh, you know, I'm big on happiness and inner peace is real success. And I think that when people really can and strive to find that inner peace where they're not you know, overthinking, they're not wondering, they're not stressing, they're not, um, you know, doubting, and they can really just uh, be satisfied with the life that they have and and also understand that, uh, you know, they're on the right road uh, to where they want to continue to get to. I think that's when you you find real success. Sigil, what do you think it is? Like, to your point, you've worked with some extremely wealthy, wealthy clients, and they're not happy. So what are they searching for? I mean, are we all kind of searching for the same thing? And generally, in your background, like, what does make people happy? Yeah, I would say the first, the, the, the biggest thing that you said hit it on the head. I mean, I think that we're all searching. I think that there's so many people that are out there searching instead of appreciating. And I think that's the thing to me that... Uh, you know, really needs to change is I think that, you know, we're, when we're um, in a place where we're just not content, because I think content is a word that a lot of people think is, it has a negative kind of, um, you know, kind of uh, sent to it. But, um, you know, I, I always say that there's always another level, you know, there's always another level, but you have to be completely content in a good way with your current level in order to finally get to that next level on the other side. So, to me, I think it's just more people need to understand that um, that we truly are blessed. You know, what I mean, there's people that pray for our worst days, and if you think about it, there's people in this world that literally pray for shelter, they pray for uh, you know a meal, they pray for health, and they pray for opportunity. And if 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 people are listening to this podcast, I'm guessing most of those are checked off because they're listening to it on some kind of device that uh, you know is is something that is also a blessing. So. I think that's the biggest thing is I think most people compare themselves to the filtered realities that we see on social media of everybody else instead of the true realities of everyone else. And I think if more people saw the real versions that everyone kind of hides, you know, the hidden truths, I think that there would be a lot less, uh, you know, comparisons that that led to these negative uh, mindsets that so many people have. 
Hey, listen, I cannot wait to tell you about this. In fact, let me tell you right now, there is nothing, nothing I do every single day that is comfier or more luxurious than slipping into a pair of my Overland sheepskin slippers. Man, they are awesome. They feel great. They look great. It's a treat every single day. And why wouldn't it be? Overland is a family-owned American heritage brand that has put comfort and quality first for nearly 50 years. They offer outerwear, accessories, and home decor made from sustainable natural fibers like sheepskin, leather, and wool. Plus, Overland uses expert craftsmanship to pair the highest quality merino sheepskin, which is naturally moisture-wicking, temperature-regulating, and antimicrobial with supported memory foam midsoles in order to make the slippers feel better and wear better for even longer. I mean, in short, these are just simply the best slippers ever. And something else that really sets Overland apart is the fact that they're one of the only brands in the world that use true double-faced sheepskin. So the suede you see outside is the same piece as the fluffy sheepskin you feel on the inside. If you want a pair of well-made, comfier than you could ever imagine slippers, these are the ones to get. And given that everybody needs slippers, they're also the perfect no-brainer gift. And Overland offers a 100% satisfaction guarantee, and their commitment to customer service is exceptional. So do not wait another day to slip into something way more comfortable. Get the very best, highest quality sheepskin slippers on the market at overland.com slash roam. Overland.com slash roam. You'll get free shipping and free returns, and I recommend you do this right now. Because these slippers are so beloved, they have been known to sell out. Once again, Overland.com slash Rome. Overland.com slash Rome. I think that this is absolute gold. And I think that for those, since I know you, Drew, like there might be people listening right now, and I don't want them to misconstrue this. Like what you're saying is very cerebral and it's very understanding, and we should appreciate more. But the fact of the matter is, you're a very different guy in the sense that you have an unbelievable passion you have an unbelievable drive you have an unbelievable intensity you have an unbelievable commitment so of course the million dollar question nature or nurture like and you study this sort of thing there's a science to it i would imagine were you born with this were you hardwired for it or did you learn this can we create this where does the drive come from yeah i I think it's a little bit of both i think there is something that you're born with um i think that you know we're all we're all born with certain qualities and characteristics that you know, embody our, 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 you know, our parents and, and also the way that we're raised, you know, because um, a lot of people don't understand, you know, that um, when you're born, you, you don't, you're naturally, uh, you're, there's so many different possibilities that can come about, but um, the way you're raised and then also kind of uh, the mentality that you have throughout your childhood bleeds into your, your teenage years. And then, um, you know, we're not hardwired, but we're, we're basically hardwired where we would have to break it down to build back up a new mindset later on, which becomes a lot harder. Um, but for me, you know, I was raised with this mentality. I told you my grandma told me, you know, that quote, and my grandma worked closely with Mother Teresa and, and did a ton of charity work and, and specifically Haiti, but all over the world. And so I was raised and I saw, you know, different perspectives uh, just because I saw all the blessings that we have that maybe um, people from other countries don't have. Um, but, you know, the, the truth is, I think that most people think that uh, they're hardwired in ways that they're not. You know, I hear all the time people will say, um, you know, they'll complain, um, you know, I'm, I'm not a morning person. No, that's not true at all. 
uh, that that's just something that you've labeled yourself. Or they'll say something, um, you know, I'm not very athletic. Well, you know, there is there are different levels of athleticism, but you can work your way to becoming an athlete. You know, I was a guy that was a very average athlete as a youngster and, you know, had a 41-inch vertical at the, uh, you know, my senior year in college. Or they'll say stuff like, you know, I'm big bones. No, that's not true. It's just you you have bad, you know, eating uh, you, you have fat. bad eating problems and bad eating choices. So I just think that too many people label themselves and they, they start believing these stories that they tell themselves. And over time, that, that, that kills them. Sorry, Drew. I, I had to jump in, jump in there with that. You're not big bone. You're fat. But I know you, you wouldn't say that. <laughs> you know, you mentioned like the, this whole notion that, well, I'm not a morning person. Let me ask you something. Like on your iPhone, when the alarm goes off, you can attach a message to it. What does your message say when your iPhone alarm goes off in the morning? I've had the same messages ever since I was a little kid. And, uh, you know, the, the one that really wakes me up all the time, first the one says, early bird gets the bread. And that one's the first one. And there's one that I set three minutes later. And for whatever reason, if I don't wake up on that one, it says, sleeper success, you choose. And, uh, you know, I know that there's tons of science behind, you know, you need to, uh, you know, to be at your best, you have to sleep. But I really do believe that if you look at the high achievers and across all platforms, um, you know, they're willing to sacrifice a little bit of sleep for success. And sometimes you just got to get up even when you don't want to. And uh, I think that that's something that, um, you know, people really need to do. I always joke around. I say you need to CSI your life. And what I mean by that is you have to really dig deep and, uh, you know, start kind of discovering all the little hidden uh, truths that you're telling yourself or hidden, uh, you know, kind of BS, for lack of better terms, that you're, you're um, you know, accepting and say, you know what, how do, I, how do I get beyond this? You know, how do I get past this? How do I improve from this? And I think if you can, you know, CSI your life in a way that you really do the digging and, and find out all the, the, the junk that you're allowing and tolerating in your life, that's when you can really get to special places. I love that. you got to CSI your life. Now, when you and I, I was going to get to this point, when you and I last spoke, you were working on a book, which leads me into something that you just mentioned. What is the working title of that book? Or is that book finished, and when does it drop? Yeah, I'm actually on a hundred, page 124 of the book, um, and it's not going to be much longer. I'm hoping it, it, it's around 150, but it's called Stop BSing Yourself. And it's basically, uh, you know, the art of finding the invisible you. And when I say the invisible you, I think that so many times uh, people portray this image of what they want their life to be like instead of actually just living their life out. It's kind of like, you know, you have that, that college, college junior or senior and they go home for Thanksgiving. And the first question they get asked by everyone is, all right, so what are you doing after college? And really the answer is, I have no idea. But they start, you know, giving a bunch of, uh, you know, well, I think I'm thinking about this and this and this. And it makes them feel like terrible. It makes them feel terrible because uh, they know that's not the truth. You know, or it's somebody's doing a diet and, uh, you know, they're trying to lose some weight. And, you know, when they're around other people, they're, I don't need any bread. I'm, I'm okay right now. But, you know, when they get back home, they, they're grabbing the potato chips. And so I, I feel like there's so many times where, uh, you know, we're fighting ourselves. And, and I really do think that um, the book is going to help a lot of people. Instead of being in a ring and you're boxing against yourself, it's going to be, you know, where we can finally, instead of being our own opponent, we're going to be our own coach. And, you know, we're, instead of being our opponent, we're going to be, you know, kind of in our own corner pushing ourselves to the right, you know, right places. And so, um, you know, that's what the book's all about. It's about the neuroscience, about why people don't do what they know they need to do and why people can't, uh, you know, wrap their minds around the truth 
And uh, we're going to get to the bottom of a lot of things, a lot of common problems that people have that are, are holding their lives back. Thank you very much right there. Like, Drew, when the book comes out, we'll read it and I'll get the answer, I guess. But I was going to ask you, what is the science behind this? If we know what to do and we know what's right and we know what's wrong, why do we keep doing the wrong thing? Why are we procrastinating? Why do we do those things? If we know, what is the science behind that? Why are we doing it? Why won't we stop? Yeah, I think a lot of times it's because people negotiate with themselves. You know, that's one of the big principles in the book is you got to stop negotiating with themselves and you got to stop, you know, letting the fool in you keep fooling you. And what I mean by that is, um, you know, people think that, you know, buying a, a, a new diet is going to help them. And there's no magic pill to, you know, losing weight except for you got to eat better and move more. Um, but the problem is we have these little justifiable excuses that over time become big things. And so, you know, I'll give you an example. I've never tasted alcohol. I'm 32 years old. There's no reason behind it besides, you know, I like to be in control of my life. And, um, but, but 100% is easier than 98%. And what I mean by that is because I've identified myself, I am a non-drinker. We talked about how, um, you know, you identifying yourself as I'm, a, I'm not a, a, a you know, morning person or I'm big boned. Those can be negative. Well, you identifying yourself as a non-drinker can be a positive. You know, for me, when I go out, I don't have to make a decision and say, is tonight the night that I'm going to drink? And then if I do drink, you know, is it one drink or two drinks? How many drinks am I going to have? It's just I've identified, I've made one decision that's going to save me a lot of other decisions. You know, when everyone asks, I know the answer is no. And I think most people don't have that black and white, that concrete in their life. And so if you have a diet, most people will build in a cheat day. Why are you building in a cheat day? That's just going to set you back from all the hard work that you've done the other days. You know, when you have, um, you know, kind of a, a workout plan, most people, if they miss a day, they say, ah, oh, man, I missed a day. I let myself down and now they start missing more days. So there's a lot of concepts in the book on how to kind of uh, micro slice, um, you know, kind of habits so that you can, uh, you know, kind of start developing lifestyles instead of just kind of doing these little trendy, um, you know, three weeks, four weeks to try to get, you know, secret results and there's also some science behind not letting yourself go two in a row. Like that's one of my big principles is making sure that if you fall off the wagon once, you don't fall off twice. So, for instance, you grab a bag of chips, you have a handful of chips. Instead of saying, ah, oh, man, I broke my diet, I might as well eat the whole bag, which most of us do. Yes. You say, you know what? I had one handful. I'm not letting myself, you know, mess up and have another handful. So there's a ton of principles um, that, that and strategies. You know, that's what I think. I think most books are so informative, but they don't give you kind of a blueprint Really, that's what I'm doing right now is I'm trying to build a blueprint for so people can actually finally get what they really want in their life going. That's incredible. That's all so good. I agree with you. Like, you got to get back on the path. I mean, we all fall off the path, but you got to get back on quickly. I, I understand exactly what you're saying. If I give in and I make a bad choice, I think I'm like a lot of people. I'll be like, all right, there goes today. I might as well just go all in and start over again tomorrow. And instead of cutting my losses short, you know, you and I have talked about this. I'm fascinated by the fact that you've never, ever once had even a drop of alcohol. When did you make that decision? I would ask you why, but you just answered it, Drew, that you want to be in control. But when did you make that decision? And how did you get through an entire college experience and never have one drink? It starts when I was 12. When I was 12 years old, um, the Mizzou basketball team uh, preparing for the NCAA tournament, they decided they were going to go a month without eating artificial sugar. So no sodas, no sweets. And so me being in St. Louis, we referenced St. Louis earlier, I decided, you know, I, I was going to do it alongside of them. If they thought it was good for them, I was going to do it alongside me. 
And after I completed the month long challenge that they had set for their, you know, their team, my mom just, you know, kind of challenged me and said, you know, Hey, you've done it for a month. Why don't you try to do it for another month? And at, at, at 12 years old, I, I ended up, you know, turning one month challenge into where I didn't eat sweets or soda until I was done playing college basketball when I was 22. So I went 10 years, no soda, no sweets. So wow. I can honestly say I never tasted any sweets and never had soda when I was a teenager. And so because of that, that level of discipline, uh, when, when I was in high school, when most, you know, my, uh, you know, colleagues started, uh, you know, at least trying alcohol. And then when I was in college, when everybody was, was drinking to have fun, um, I really never, uh, you know, even wanted to let myself give it a try because I said, you know what, if I'm as disciplined as I am, you know, with my, my diet, why would I mess it up here? And I also saw how many people, um, you know, made poor decisions and, uh, you know, let alcohol kind of control um, so many aspects of your life. You know, it's one, um, you know, it, it, you wake up the next morning and you feel terrible. So now you're wasting, you know, the next morning where I was getting up and getting after it. Uh, two, when you're, you're out do, drinking, you can have fun, but I also think you can have just as much fun without drinking as long as uh, you're, you're outgoing naturally. And, and the last one, and I really do mean this, is, when you can show that level of discipline in something that is so uncommon, it shows people that you can, you know, be disciplined in every aspect of your life. And that's what I wanted to do. It's all about taking control of your life by taking control of your actions. You know, one of the things in the research that I thought was crazy was um, there's literature that says 91% of your actions are identical to the previous day. Hmm. So if you think about it, the way when you wake up, you shower, you brush your teeth, you get dressed – you might not be wearing the same thing, but you're doing the same actions. You're driving to work, you're doing the work, you're driving back home, you're all that kind of stuff. And I, and I thought, you know, if there's 91% of our actions are identical the previous day, I want to make sure that those 91%, all my habits, my lifestyle are all benefiting me, you know, because we are such routine, um, you know, in our daily actions. And so uh, that's what I've done. I've, re- I've relentlessly prioritized what I think is going to help me. Uh, get me to where I want to get to. And, and now that's what I'm trying to do is help other people relentlessly prioritize what they need to do so they can get to where they want to get to as well. Uh, what I love, I love that what you teach, these are not just like platitudes or kind of trite or cute sayings. There's science behind a lot of what you're teaching. You know, you developed all these habits and this discipline and you earned it and it's real. I'm curious, like the book about we have to stop BSing ourselves or how we BS ourselves and the way we fight ourselves. Like it's like this battle. You got to win the battle of the mind. You got to win the battle with yourself because you do all these things. I'm just kind of curious. Do you fight yourself? Do you ever lose to yourself? Like what, what are you battling personally? A hundred percent. You know, one of the big things I always say is we have to kind of choose our problems. You know, if you want to be ripped and have a six pack, then you're going to have a problem of you have to, you, you can't eat Shake Shack and you can't, uh, you know, eat ice cream and stuff like that. So you're choosing the problem of not being able to maybe enjoy your favorite foods, but then you don't have to choose the problem of being overweight and, and not looking the way that you want to. So I think that we all have, you know, things that, um, you know, we, we constantly battle with ourselves. And, um, you know, for me, being this deep in the science and the literature and, and being able to help as many people as I can, there's so many times where I'm constantly, uh, you know, catching myself and, and saying, ah, here we go. You can't, uh, you know, you can't be preaching one thing and doing another thing. Um, but what, what I've really tried to do is I, I came up with a word a while back, and it's been used before. I didn't know it at the time, but simplexity is what I, what I strive on. And it me- basically means make the complex simple. 
it's it's hard to to do, but when you do, when you break everything down, um, it really helps you out. And so what I mean by that is a lot of times when people have diets, they're so complex. They're on Sunday, I can eat everything. On Saturday, uh, I get one cheat meal. On, instead of just, again, like I said, making it 100% or zero. And so that's what I've tried to strive in my life is just, you know, simplexity. Make the complex simple. It's yes or no. It's black or white. And if you do that, it just helps you really optimize your life in a way that's going to benefit you. It's binary, right? It's yes or no. But again, Drew, if you don't drink and you're not a sugar guy and you're not a caffeine guy, and like, what what are you giving into? Like, where where are you coming off the path or where are you coming off the tracks? You don't do any of those things anyway. <laughs> I don't have too many vices. I think the the one big negative that uh, that I'm trying to work on right now is I, I get obsessive in anything I do. So. You know, when I started to play golf, I, I hired, you know, the best swing coach. And, uh, you know, I spend way too much time studying that. And I don't, I don't have an off switch. And so I'm trying to work, uh, be, more, be more present and, and um, you know, doing the things that I, that I preach all the time to some of my business guys that, you know, they'll have billions of dollars. And I'll say, you know, why, why, aren't, you home, why aren't you home more? Why aren't you more present as a dad? Why aren't you doing this? And so, you know, I'm 32 year, years old and, and I want to eventually have a family. And, uh, you know, I want to be more present as an uncle. And so, that's where that's where I've got to do a better job of, of being able to, um, you know, understand that, uh, you know, I do have more than I need. And so sometimes I've got to be able to relax and have fun and, um, you know, spend more time with my family and friends instead of just always being on go mode in the business world. I get it. So a couple of more concepts before I let you go that I think are really important to hit on you. You also preach the importance of all the work that's done in the quote unseen hours. In fact, your show, you have a show called the unseen hours. For those who do not understand that concept, what are the unseen hours and what work is done during that time? Yeah. So, I mean, unseen hours is a a phrase I coined uh, a while back and it, it, it basically means uh, the things that we do, when no one's watching that are eventually going to be witnessed by everyone when everyone's watching. And it was basically talking about, you know, the hours that my players spend in the gym, um, you know, when no one's watching, you know, working on their craft, you know, they're out there dripping in sweat to the point of exhaustion and there's no fans, there's no cameras and all that work that they do when no one's watching is eventually going to be seen in the arenas, in the games when everyone's watching. But then I've transitioned it because think about this. Most of the time we spend by ourselves and most of the thoughts that we have are inside our mind and not actually verbalized. And so I thought, I said, man, there's so many times where we spend times by ourselves and the unseen hours are all about what are we doing when no one's watching? Are we grabbing that bag of chips? You know, are we picking up our phone or are we doing the productive thing that we need to do? Um, you know, are we, are we following through? Are we keeping the promises that we set with ourselves when no one is watching? And I think that so many of us cheat those moments. And so that's what I'm really all about is just owning those unseen hours, owning the moments when you're by yourself, doing the things that you promised yourself you were going to do so that you can get to where you want to get to. That's so amazing. Listen, one of my favorite things that you ever said, and we talked about this once before, but it kind of goes back to what you said, that if we do 91% of the things that we did the day before, you once said there are two ways you can make a change. You can gradually make a change or you can shock the system. For me, I'm all about shocking the system. I'm all about shocking the system, going all in, getting results to transform lives, end of quote. I understand like for athletes, maybe how you would do that, especially a young athlete that you're helping develop and mold. What about somebody a little bit older? Like how, how do we lay people, business people, how do we shock our systems? What's an example or two of that? How does that work? Yeah, so here, here's what I would say. A lot of times what happens is people tell me that they want these changes in their life. 
And then they say they're going to make changes in their life. And so what I always do is I always look at it as like a bet. I'll say bet on it. And so if they say, you know, all right, I'm going to lose 10 pounds this month, I'll say, how, how confident are you that you're going to do that? And they'll say, I'm super confident. I'll say, okay. And, I, and I'll put a big number on it. Like sometimes with my clients, I might, you know, literally bet them six figures. I'll say, I'll bet you $100,000 that doesn't happen. Hmm. And eventually what that happens is they pause, they stop, and they'll be like, well, I don't want to bet 100000 How about we bet like 1000 I'd say, well, why? You told me you were 100% sure what was going to happen. I'm basically giving you free money. And we never end up betting the money. What it does is it's just an eye-opening thing that they realize, oh, I, maybe I don't believe in myself to get the job done as much as I thought I did. And so when you start doing that, I would just ask people, you know, make sure that you have a pill that you're actually going to swallow. I think most of the time we prescribe these pills that we're not going to swallow to ourselves. We say, I'm going to give up all bread, all sugars, all dairy, all alcohol, all this. I'm going to work out for an hour in the morning, an hour at night. And the truth is we know we're not going to do those things. And so we're basically setting ourselves up for failure instead of like what I talked about earlier, kind of, uh, you know, trimming the fat, being able to micro slice. What are we actually willing to do? And then what results are actually going to come from that? And then being confident that we can get those things done. And so it's kind of like creating a series of small wins. Like I like getting on a win streak where you can, you know, win small, but win consistently so that eventually, uh, you know, that, that confidence grows that you can actually follow through with what you say you're going to do. And, you know, that's, that's the biggest thing. I think, you know, I, the saying that I had in pre-draft all the time, the first thing I always tell my clients is, hey, listen, you are going to hate me now, but you are going to thank me later. And I want to convince more people that they might have to hate themselves in the current to love themselves in the future. And they've got to just be able to actually give themselves things that they're going to follow through with so they can get results that they want. God, it's so good. But those micro wins, I mean, it's good, it's positive, and they all stack up. But if you're getting micro wins, is that shocking the system or is it ultimately going to shock the system when they all add up? That's the biggest thing is is it shocking the system is not uh, what people think as far as giving yourself, um, you know, goals and giving yourself outcomes that are, um, you know, unattainable. Shocking the system is about literally changing your system. And I think mm-hmm. that that's where a lot of people fail is they do not do things that they're going to follow through with. They're not going to create a lifestyle. They're going to, they might try to form a habit. They might try to, uh, you know, build these little things, but really shocking your system is all about, you know, convincing yourself, wow, this is actually possible, and then going all in so that you can continue to do it over and over and over again. Um, you know, I, I, I say this all the time, but like, you know, if, you're, if you start going through and you look at the effects of how little things have big changes, think about it. You have an unhealthy meal today, you're, the scale isn't going to tip tomorrow, but it's, if you continue to have unhealthy meals a month from now, you're going to be a couple, a couple pounds heavier. If you think about even something as small as, you know, a flight. I just flew from L.A. to Boston um, yesterday. But L.A. to Boston, if you just had 3.5 degrees different, you know, that's the difference between going from New York City or Washington, D.C. or Boston. 3.5 degrees. Now, we don't notice that. If you're on a plane and the pilot steers at just 3.5 degrees in one direction, you would have no idea that we're heading in a different direction. But you'd end up in a different city. That's what this is all about. So many times we don't realize these little given moments, these little kind of lapses end up really hurting ourselves in the long run. And, uh, you know, that's what shocking the system is about is you actually finally for once following through with what you know you need to do to get to where you want to get to. 
I gotta say, Drew, your ability to communicate is is amazing in the sense that like it's just concept, 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 concept. Like you speak in concepts. It's an amazing thing to listen to. I just want to point that out really quickly before you go. There's something else. I mean, I, I there are a lot of things, but I want to ask you about this. You talk about tenacity as a mindset being the great equalizer in life, which I love. Can you explain what you mean by that? Yeah, I mean, I think uh, I always describe it as an it factor. And I think that, you know, I, the best way to put it is in a sports term, but it's Michael Jordan could have been down 15 points heading into the fourth quarter. And if we were in a room full of people and looked around and said, you know what, I like the Bulls to win this game. Who wants to bet against Michael Jordan? No one would want to bet against Michael Jordan because you knew he was going to figure out a way to win. Tiger Woods, when he was in his prime, could have been down a few strokes heading into the back nine. You say, hey, I like Tiger Woods to win, even though he's down a few strokes. Who wants to bet against Tiger? No one's taking that bet. The reason is they had something in them that you just knew that they were going to figure out a way regardless what was thrown at them. They were going to get past all the obstacles. They were going to get past all the excuses. And they were going to find a way to win. And I think the greatest entrepreneurs, I think the most you know, successful businessmen, I think the most successful athletes, I think the people that are, you know, kind of have found that uh, winning recipe in life, they all possess that. They don't let anything get in the way of obtaining what they need to obtain. And so that's what I'm all about. You know, it's about not self-sabotaging yourself and about figuring out a way to get past all the excuses that you can have. And some of them are very justifiable. You know, I've, there's been people that have, have basically told me their life story and said, you know, this happened in my childhood and this happened with my parents and this happened. And I said, yes, but there's somebody that had the exact same circumstances that has figured out a way to win. And I think that's something that more people need to realize is there are reasons why we can complain and there's reasons why we can, uh, you know, uh, basically stress and struggle over the past. But that doesn't help us. The only thing that can help us is say, you know what, maybe I wasn't born on second base or third base. Maybe I was, you know, born in the batter's box, but I'm going to figure out a way to get to first and get to second and get to third and eventually get to that home run where I can finally win regardless what is in my way. So good. So true. Finally, you're the CEO of Pure Sweat. I think the people in the basketball world know you already. They know they know where to find you. They know to go to the website. They know the work you do in terms of helping people learn to be trainers, better basketball players. But again, this is not a sports podcast like you and I have done before. If people are in business or they're entrepreneurs or they're just – you know, they're salespeople, they're teachers, they're moms, they're dads, whatever it is, and they want to learn more, they want to further educate themselves. Do they wait for your book? Is there a place to go? Where should everybody else go to find out more of what you're talking about here? Yeah, we're so, we're actually built, we're in the process right now of building a website uh, that's in conjunction with the book of just, you know, helping people kind of find, you know, their true why. And um, so that'll be, that'll be coming out soon. It's going to be DrewHanlon.com. Um, and we're going to probably launch that on January 1. So um, here soon, we'll, you, they'll get kind of all the nuggets and, and all the business practices and life practices that I give to my non-basketball clients and even my basketball clients. But uh, I'm really excited for that second phase of my career just because I've been able to positively impact so many basketball coaches and players. And, and now I'm looking forward to you know, helping the, the everyday person or, or the business you know, leaders that uh, really want to take you know their life to the next level. Hey, listen, I've done this now. I've been doing it about six months, and I've talked to a lot of people in a lot of different walks of life. I think, true, honestly, you're you're as strong and as impactful outside of basketball as you are in basketball, and nobody does it better in basketball. So it's going to be obviously a matter of you how choosing how you spend your time and how to to work the 
thing through. Can I hold you to that? Will that thing drop on January 1st? Or is Joel or Jason or any of the guys, I mean, once you're in the basketball season, you're in it. Is January 1st going to be a lock? Hey, listen, I told you, I, I don't BS myself. So January 1st, there will be DrewHanlon.com. It will have, uh, you know, my videos and everything like that. So, uh, you know, I, unlike a lot of people, you know, you can, you can count on me to get, you know, whatever I say to happen. My man, no doubt. I retract the question. I should have never even asked. <laughs> listen, I, Drew, I appreciate the time so, so much. That, that is one of my favorite conversations ever. That is absolute gold. Thank you so much for making so much time for this podcast. It was absolutely outstanding. Awesome. Appreciate you having me on. So no one likes I told you so guy, but I told you so. While I have loved every single conversation I've had on this pod, truly this one with Drew Hanlon is one of my favorites. Like I said, this is a really different, really uncommon dude. As an example, he's never had a single drop of alcohol in his entire life. And not because there's a history of alcohol in his family, but because he decided early in his life drinking would make it more difficult for him to achieve his goals and live the life he wanted to live because he saw firsthand how it impacted other people, how it impacted their decision making and performance. So he just decided, I'm not going to do it ever, which is pretty incredible. Now, what he didn't tell us is that some of his NBA clients have even offered him $10,000 to do a single shot just to get him to drink, and that he would not do it, has not done it, and won't. Then again, this is the same guy who swore off sweets as a young person for more than a decade, again, all in the name of performance and discipline. He was crystal clear in what he wanted and crystal clear in what he was willing to do to achieve his goals and live the life that he wanted to live. How? Because he was able to re-engineer that life, a brilliant concept in and of itself. In other words, he decides what he wants, and then he works backwards from there. He decides what he wants, he works backwards, and then he develops strategies and takes actions to meet those goals and develop that life. So I love that notion of re-engineering. In addition to that concept, the other big takeaway for me in this interview is the work that's done in the, quote, unseen hours. All those hours spent training, preparing, grinding, often in solitude, so you can show up and dominate when you are seen. It's a really powerful concept. You will not dominate when the bright lights hit if you haven't worked obsessively when no one was watching before you hit that stage. The work that nobody sees, the work that nobody knows about, but Everybody will know when they see you on the big stage. They'll know whether or not you put in the work or not when you hit that stage, whatever your stage is. Again, my guy Ben Newman likes to say, own your stage every damn day. Right, exactly. But it's impossible to own your stage if you haven't done the work or put in the time during the unseen hours. I don't know that I have ever looked as forward to a book coming out as I am Drew Hanlon's early next year. That's how much I respect him. That's how much admiration I have for the man. And I'm really looking forward to him branching out even further outside of the world of basketball because he has the information and the insight that so many of us are so hungry for. And he's got the science to back up what he's teaching as well. Personally, I am extremely grateful to have had the opportunity to chop it up with Drew once again. I hope you got as much out of it as I did. If so, please feel free to share it, comment on it. And if you haven't already, make sure you subscribe to this podcast. That way it finds you every single week and you won't have to go looking for it yourself.
As always, there is so much content out there and so little time, so I want to thank each and every one of you for making this podcast a priority and for taking this journey along with me. Have an amazing week, get after it, and I will see you next time right here on The Reinvention Project with Jim Rome.